Welcome to the UFC Commentaries UFC 4 edition Revenge of the Warriors. I'm Chris Warwardell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, 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 this has been uh, this has been incredibly fun over these first three weeks, and the response has been outstanding from uh, the people who are good enough to tune in, listen, and give us positive reviews, ratings, and rankings on iTunes. Yeah, for sure. It makes it fun. I mean, I already enjoy doing it to begin with, but uh, when you see other people like reaching out and saying that they like it too, it's it, it, it's pretty pretty good, pretty rewarding. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Like, I don't think people realize just the kind of impact that they play when they you take the 30 seconds, go give a five-star review, go give a four-star review, whatever you feel like we're worth. And, uh, and you know, give a comment because, you know, we certainly see that stuff. And uh, it's, like you said, it's good to know that other people enjoy it too and this isn't just for, uh, you know, a flight of fancy for ourselves. Exactly. Cool. Well, let's get into the first matchup, which I believe is Dan Severn. Severn versus no, no. Okay, sure. Why would it be? I'm going to take another guess. Hoist Gracie versus Ron Van Cleef. There you go. <laughs> All right. So absolutely. Don't you love how it listed in the app? It's yeah. Great. Absolutely no rhyme or reason to how these are listed. Plus, I already know who's going to fight for the championship, so that's a bummer. But uh, let, let's get this queued up and uh, and get this show on the road. Fight number one, UFC four, Hoist Gracie, against uh, that other gentleman whose name I just mentioned, Ron Van Cleef. Ron Van Cleef. Tell me when you're ready, sir. I'm good. All right, I am five seconds in, so you can push play. I will push play, and uh, we've got. Oh, this is a, this is an interesting looking gentleman, and this I is mean, a, an older black gentleman, like very very muscular. How old is Van Cleef at this point? He looks like a sixty year old Mike Tyson. What's going on here? Yeah, I don't like. You know what? I could also see like like Gus Fring's like jacked father from Breaking. Yeah, Bad. I could see that. Yeah, what wearing is, the this is gonna be this wearing is, the King Kong Bundy style singlet too. <laughs> really entertaining. I like the sweet uh, the sweet merchandise they have. What was the lo- what's the logo? I can't. See. It's uh, Ron Van Cleef here is a, a karate champion. Salt and pepper hair for Van Cleef, and uh, that doesn't feel like it's going to bode well for him against a fighter of the caliber of Hoist Gracie. I'm sure his karate stylings will will, will match uh, Hoist in this one. Yeah, you know what? Calling it salt and pepper is probably a little generous too. It's just basically gray hair. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, there, there's a lot less pepper than salt. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, go rocking the uh, the American trunks, the Apollo Creed esque USA trunks appreciate i can't believe that this is happening like we've watched some crazy stuff over these first three weeks especially the emmanuel yarborough fight last week and i think this is the one i'm most surprised by how tall is this guy because uh, big john is just towering over him i mean big john big john's like six five i think something like that so he's probably like with the hair six three. Oh, i don't think so um, we'll, 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 I mean, we're gonna find even out shorter I think yeah, I interesting fact more. about yeah. interesting fact about Mr. Van Cleef. He was born in 1943, which oh means at the time of this fight, he was most likely 49 years old. Yeah, that that seems right. I that is about where I would have thought just by looking at him. But then you think, no, they're not going to have a 49 year old fight horse crazy. And, and you'd have to imagine. If they drew this at random, the guy that picked those names out of the hat had to just die laughing. 
Yeah, you're not kidding. A 50 year old karate guy fighting the guy that won UFC one and two, and probably would have won UFC three if he wasn't completely exhausted. Yeah, I don't. Okay, well this uh this actually does last a little while. It looks like it's one of the longer early fights, which is surprising to me. Yeah, just just very interesting. Have you when's the, when's the last time you've seen this particular matchup? Uh, definitely been a long time. All right, so Gracie's definitely in the ring. Definitely been a long time. Gracie's in the ring. What is he thinking right now? Do you think this is a case where he, you're playing down to your competition because he's basically about to fight a geriatric? I mean, I mean, you almost have to have that mindset of of this might be a cakewalk. Makes you think about maybe uh, maybe a little set upish. Uh, Back in the day, a little easy, easy access because they know who pays the bills in the uh, early UFC. All right, Joe Buck, senior rock and a mustache this week. Dude, that's, mustache that's for this a, one and red bow tie. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a little bit like uncomfortably close to a Hitler mustache too. It's it's not very big. Okay, so the, we have we've seen some some changes from last week to this week. Last week, basically, <laughs> the the ring girls basically wearing like suits and this this week it's a couple of strands of fiber so yeah, from one extreme was, to another it didn't leave a lot to the imagination with that one all right black Jeez. oh i like okay black dragon is uh is van cleef's nickname from brooklyn new york ufc's they're getting they're getting the uh the logos and the graphics down a little bit here at ufc4 yeah a, a change in the logo and the display it looks a lot less uh 80s and a little more modern for the time yeah all right well i can't believe we're about to see this and this is a giant crowd here for uh, for ufc4 hoist gracie looks basically bored at this point i mean not a lot of emotion and he also like you have to think he's what he's like 25 he's fighting a guy double his age at this point yeah it doesn't seem fair for arguably the most accomplished fighter in ufc history <laughs> Uh, you know, when this is going on. I, I mean, really, really uh, sort of an unfair draw here for uh, Mr. Van Cleef. <sighs> I guess it makes... I feel like I have to call him Mr. Van Cleef yeah. just based on, like, age. Right. right. Uh, I, guess, I guess it kind of makes sense, though, because if you're doing some sort of rudimentary seating system, uh, Van Cleef is 51 years old at the time of this <laughs> fight. Five foot ten, <laughs> 190 pounds. Wow. I mean, like... And the fight, it comes the out on. kicking. Yeah, no, he was ready around. to go. He's a feisty old man. Immediately taken down. <laughs> Immediately taken down. Yeah, I wonder, Hoist is going a little bit easy on him. He, at 51 years old, he's just grabbing. Like, you see he grabbed some hair, but then he, I think he felt like, oh, I shouldn't grab hair, and now he's looking for something else to grab on Gracie's head. But they're basically just hugging in the middle of the ring, like jockeying for position. I mean, you have to imagine at this point, Hoist is going to try to conserve as much energy as possible. Yeah, that's true. And not want to not want to fall into the same trap he did with uh, with UFC three. But I mean, it, it just it just looks very unfair. <laughs> it does. So yeah, what is going on there? Uh, I guess I don't know. Some knees to the head from Van Cleef. Well, at least attempted knees to the head from Van Cleef to, to Hoist Gracie. You know, I guess if, like I said, if there is some sort of rudimentary seating system. Then, then I guess this makes sense because Gracie would definitely be the one seed. It seems like Van Cleef would almost certainly be the eight seed. Uh, so I, I don't know. Is there? Is this the first time we're going to see the time come into play? Because we actually have the time up on the screen for the first time in uh, in these first four UFCs. 
Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really. They, I mean, they would show it occasionally, and, and honestly, I can't remember what the timed rounds and rules were. Mm. I don't think there's a time limit. I gotcha. think it's just to keep track of. Okay. You know, hey, this is how long these guys have been in there. All right, so Gracie is uh, remains on top of of Van fully Cleen. mounted at this point. I was gonna say full mounted. This is two weeks in a row. I have one phrase that I know, Greg. One phrase <laughs> that I know. And you take it away from me two weeks in a row. I apologize. I didn't realize that's what we were going for. Ugh, just, so we could show off your, your mixed martial arts knowledge. I know one thing, and I just want to be able to – I just do want to be able to show that one thing off. So Gracie's gotcha. really I'll, doing – I'll keep that in mind. Gracie's basically doing absolutely nothing. He's just on top, completely controlling Van Cleef. And honestly, did it seem like he didn't want to punch him there? Yeah, he sort of hesitated, which, I mean, I guess makes sense. When you're when you're staring down a guy who's much much older than you, and, and you obviously know, really probably doesn't stand a chance. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but this is a fight, and it seemed like Gracie had the opportunity to just lay this guy out with punches to the back of the head, and he he just like I don't think this is fair. Then do you do you wonder now? It's just like open hand slaps to the back of this guy's head. This is borderline <laughs> insulting for Van Cleef. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not a uh, a good look for, for, <laughs> for Van Cleef and Gracie. Just Gracie just really, really like not knowing what to do. It almost seems like. Yeah, this is the least exciting fight that I've seen so far. It looks like. Well, he, I mean, I guess the, Gracie's just trying to find a way to get this guy to tap out. I, yeah, I mean, he's had oh, posturing up. Okay, here punches. you go. Rear naked choke. I took a shot. Slip in now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what he's going for. Oh yeah, yeah. Manipulating the head, moving it back, trying to open up the gap in between the neck and uh, or the chin and the chest. Got to open, open up. Open and striking the side of the head. Uh, yeah, I mean, just I don't know. At this point, at this point, Van Cleef, it's like just just go. Just, just, you're 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 kind of done. Right. You had your fun. Sam, you got to be on yeah. TV. You got to take a punch from Hoist Gracie. Let's call it. You're easily the oldest competitor to ever walk into the octagon. I don't think there's – there it is. I don't think there's anyone that's been older than that to go in there, even in modern day times. I mean, Randy Couture, late 40s. Uh, Dan Henderson, late 40s. Herschel Walker didn't fight in the UFC. fought in strike force. Wait, I, wait, I want to watch Herschel Walker fight at some point. What is this guy – what is Van Cleef? Is? <laughs> Van Cleef's just happy to have been there. He's just looking for hugs. He just wants to. to he, he's looking for the equivalent of the participation trophy. You know, he's in the like. UFC. That's just like thank you for not killing me. Pretty much. I mean, it almost has to be because in all the positions, I mean, Gracie really probably could have hurt him if he was a, uh, a meaner guy. Yeah, like I said, I've never seen that before. Gracie had a wide open shot to like just lay this guy out with punches to the back of the head. And you, you could see he thought about it, and then he just thought better. He's like, no, no, I'll just open hand slaps to the back of the head. Then he just starts <laughs> punching and pummeling the guy's face. Once he gets him turned around, then he can go face to face. Ugh, I don't know. Hey, here's a little, uh, little fun, little fun NFL factoid for for the listeners and uh, and us right now. Breaking news: Apparently, Eli Manning, New York Giants quarterback. Allegedly had a role in the giant scheme to sell fake game-worn merchandise. Oh, really? Not classy for Mr. Manning. <laughs> a scheme. I love that. Well, they, they, they schemed it. Like, 
If you're going to sell, first of all, how does a team get involved in selling fake game-worn merchandise? Right. Are they not making enough money? Are the, are the Mars not making enough money? It doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. I have to feel like that's, that's, that's some weird rumor. I mean, what, how do you fake game-worn merchandise? We just cut a regular jersey up? Throw some dirt on it, and then yeah, yeah, you wore it outside. You guys played in a dome. Ah, nah, grass stains. Per court documents, Manning sent an email to equipment manager Joe Skiba that read, two helmets that can pass as game used. That is it, Eli." Well, what are you gonna do? Yet okay. another reason to to despise the New York Football Giants. I mean, it's it's not that hard to already, but like that's just just a weird, it's a weird. Yeah. Like, situation. All right, well, let's keep the show on the road because this is, uh, we've got a little bit longer. I believe the next fight is Keith Hackney, Joe Sun, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see Joe Sun fight. Uh, oh, big, uh, I'm ready when you are. One second. Yeah, I'm going. Um, I'm on. Oh, cool. Big, uh, <laughs> big trivia note for you. Joe Sun, okay. uh, had a featured role in the first Austin Powers movie. Yeah, I think it was the first one. I don't want to be racist, but it, it looks like he looks like the kind of guy who they bring in as a stereotypical bad guy. He looks like he looks like a, a bigger version of Odd Job. That's that's exactly who he played in the Austin Powers movie. Of course he did. That, he well, basically played Doctor Evil's henchman who was supposed to be Odd Job. That makes perfect sense. I and did you see what, what they just showed? Um, probably. I, I watched it. What is now it? I realize where I recognize him from. He was he was in Chemo's corner. Remember that dude in Chemo's corner who was screaming and yelling and trying to fight Hoist Gracie and the Gracie family after the fight? No. I mean, right. only, well, way, only super that's family. Joe Son. I didn't even realize this part. Now he's coming out with the cross. All right. What is going on? Okay, okay. Now I understand. Now I know what we're talking about. I wasn't 100% he did sure. Not have, he did not have a shaved head in that first fight. Gotcha. When we and, first saw Joe Son, and his fighting style is Joe Sundo. Yeah, he had he had a future style that uh, that put him in jail for life. We'll get to that later. Interesting. Speaking of being put in jail for life, my hero from last week apparently is not the best guy, Gregory Crane. <laughs> yeah, Harold Howard uh, certainly ran into, into some legal trouble uh, down the line. Uh, I think, what did we say? It was like 2009, I think, Something when we did some research. Lines. Something along those lines. Really put a monkey wrench into my plan to get him to do a, to be a guest commentator on the show with us. Yeah, I mean, attempted murder, some aggravated assault, evading police, property damage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not exactly... Uh, Joe Song going with the Shamrock look. Yeah, he um, is uh, not exactly in the same kind of shape as Ken Shamrock. No, makes it really interesting. <laughs> That's one way to put it. All right, so here, I, I, here we go. We've got uh, our boy Hackney back. Hackney didn't even change from the last thing. He just put, he put on he resewed the uh, the the shirt, yeah, yeah, undershirt that he's wearing. He just resewed the uh, the ripped part back together and just uh, came ready to go. Well, you know he's got a closet of those. He's got like thirty five of those. Absolutely. Because that's, that's his thing. He's a Kempo Kung Fu. I'm going to say master. I'm going to go so far as like Kempo Kung Fu master. I like how every guy in his corner looks exactly the same. Yeah. They I'm all a... look like every stereotypical 80s dude. Mullet and mustache. Yeah, if, if you told me Keith Hackney was the guy on the far right right now wearing the – like, I would believe you. Yeah, I mean, they, they could honestly just trade in and out like twins. You're not kidding. 
he, he's got a, that big guy has a little Howard, uh, Howard Harold Harold Howard to him as well. Never remember exactly the orientation of those two names, but all right. Joe's son, twenty-four uh. years old, would not have guessed that. Five foot four, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Keith Hackney, thirty-six years old, five foot eleven and a half, two hundred pounds. Son from Garden Grove, California. Keith Hackney from Addison, Illinois. Joe Sando. I, I'm going to see if I can find my local Joe Sando school. <laughs> I would love to know what uh <laughs> what that exactly is. I think there's one on on uh oh what is that right by um. Right by Philly U. I believe there's a Joe Sundo Academy. Ah, yes. There probably is. What is I don't what is Joe Sundo though? And why are there just random Hooters waitresses? What is going on? Why are we zooming in on Joe Sun? I don't know. He's this yelling is yelling awesome. into the camera. That's awesome. And he's a little guy. Five foot four. I would I was I would not have been I would not have guessed that he was either twenty four years old or five foot four. No. He's a, I mean, he's a little guy. Joe Buck Sr. When, look, super predatory this week. Just like super yeah, dude, predatory. That, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough look. That's a tough, <laughs> tough look for the G-man. Uh, right after this, he no jumps nickname. into the van. No, no, he jumps into the van No nickname candy. this time for the G-man when they flash his, uh, his name across. The oh, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. I think maybe G-man nickname tested poorly. Who could have seen that coming? No, yeah, I know. I would love to know who Joe Son was in Austin Powers. I need to think of the name because no it's going to bother me. No problem. I've, we can do that really easily. Joe Son, Austin Powers. Hackney is absolutely ready to go. He was in Austin Powers International, Man of Mystery. And I'm just up. Oh, he played Random Task. That's what it is. <laughs> he did play Random Task. Yes, he's, he's actually been in seven films, surprisingly. Wow. Been in, uh, he was in The Unforgettable Shoot Fighter in 1996, playing Lance Stewart. In Bad Blood, he played Chang. In Blood Fist 5, Human Target, he played BV. Uh, Shoot Fighter, Fight to the Death, he also played <laughs> Chang. I guess that was a prequel to, to Bad Blood. The fight is going on, but I'm more interested. <laughs> Army of One, he played Chinese Gunman Number 1. And in Reasonable Doubts, the television series, he played Mr. Lee. So there was definitely I feel like there's some, some typecasting going on. Yeah. Uh, also, this, this appears like this is Joe Sun's only UFC, UFC 4, Revenge of the Warriors. Yeah, I think that acting career came up uh, rather shortly. Look at him showing off, put his chin out, asking, him, asking Hackney to hit him. Well, Gregory, now I think I have an idea of what you were talking about earlier, as I'm seeing he, uh, he had a 48 hours based on him in 2016. <laughs> He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's. We'll, we'll get into that in the right, right, right as we go to the post fight when they start showing replays. Sure. We'll break down Joe Son's criminal activity. Sure. And that looks like he he fought in Pride for a while. Fought for a, a championship in 2002. The trademark wow. front choke. <laughs> Which maybe he, is he trying for a front choke right now? As far as I know, that's he could be. What he's looking be. for. Yeah, it's what he's looking for for sure. Um. I don't know if he has the right positioning. I think his arm's under the chin. Hackney actually doing a pretty good job defending it. Uh, Hackney with the generic ace bandage on his ankles, which well, is you know, just so know. awesome. These people, there were not a lot of sponsorships at this point. <laughs> Obviously. So, yeah, both guys on their knees. Uh, Sun now to his feet, Hackney on his knees. Looks like he's going for like a, a, a guillotine kind of choke, front choke kind of deal. Just, pu- oh, God, just pushing... Joe Sun just pushing Hackney around the ring and uh, got him against the cage, but Hackney takes him down, gets on top, though he's still 
still tied up. Patsy with a sweet thigh punch. Random punches to the thigh slash taint area. So that's a, a good move. Good classy move for Keith Hackney. Oh, uh, it gets, uh, yeah, it's, that's, hmm. Yeah, that's what blows going on here. It's not just, Hackney, not, forget it, it's not, it's not even trying to hide it. He's just punching him I mean, in the testicles. Hackney really attacking the groin of Joe's son. Uh, I mean, several blows to his, to his groin. And like you said, um, Basically, everything is legal at this point, right? Everything except eye gouging. Yeah, I mean, outside of eye gouging and, and like, like I guess, attempting to murder um, your opponent. Well, what, pretty about, much everything, what about attempting to good. rape him, Gregory? Is that legal? Well, I, I mean, that could have been a trademark point, move. Yeah, it, it, was, it was interesting. I'm pretty sure Hackney has Joe's son by the shorts. All right, there's the tap out. The his tap ass out. is out. His yeah, ass he is did. out. He tapped, like, he tapped, like, 70 times before Big John stepped in there, and... An interesting, interesting choke move by Hackney using the left hand to basically just push Joe's son's head back uh, until he went unconscious. All right, well, congratulations to Keith. Oh, Joe's son smacks Hackney in the face playfully, but then they embrace in the middle of the octagon. Uh, so, yes, what is- so yes, Gregory, um, 2016, there is a 48 hours, and Joe's son is... Well, look, here, here's a listing that you never want. 48 hours, himself, rape suspect. Yeah, that'll did, do it. Did Mr. Sun, uh, did he uh, see some jail time because of this? Was he guilty, or was this just uh, just another case uh, of trying well, to hold the, the Asian man down? I'm not sure what the final allega- uh, the final result was of the, uh, the rape allegation, uh, but the real problem he ran into was when he was accused of, and I believe, let me just check and make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a weird sentence. He was, a, yeah. He was, oh, in 2011, Son was accused of killing his self. Yes. Yes, he was. Michael Thomas Graham. That's, uh, that's not good. You don't really ever want to be accused of killing your cellmate. Um, we're having some, having some audio issues right here. I don't know if uh, you can hear me, Gregory, but... Oh, yeah, I can. Muted okay. myself. There Love you this. go. Well, I, that's kind of what yeah. I expected. So, yes, as you said, 2011, Son was accused of killing his cellmate, Michael Thomas Graham, who was a convicted sex offender, mind you. Uh, this murder happened on 2000, October 10th, 2011, in the B-Yard Reception Building 5 at Wasco State Prison. Uh, the beating occurred at 5.25 p.m., and Graham died 25 minutes later. Jesus. Yeah, uh, Joe Son apparently not messing around. Uh, ugh. that's a tough one. That's that's a tough one to, for the UFC to have on their uh, their history right there. And he was in prison uh, because Son and his co-defendant Santiago Lopez Gaitan pistol whipped their female victim, repeatedly threatened her life, and raped her before finally releasing her. Uh, he was sen- mm. he was sentenced to seven years to life, which is a weird sentence. It's a, it, there's a lot of like wiggle room there, yes. but uh. He really kind of seems like a bad dude. <laughs> he he certainly does, and uh, we. I mean, if we could find get him and Harold Howard on at the same time, or Howard Harold, whatever it is, that would be interesting. Uh, so we have <laughs> Steve Jenham versus Melton Brown coming up next, correct? Yes, yeah, Steve Jenham, uh, Melton Bowen. Well, that is that is how you read correctly, as opposed <laughs> to what I did. All right, that's all right. Let's kick this thing off. I'm ready when you are. Let's go. Steve Jenham, UFC 3 champion. Yeah. 
one fight. <laughs> Only shadow boxing for for uh, Bowen here. This is that's exciting. That's legit shadow boxing. Yeah, he is uh, not messing around. He's he's literally like the, like the way they shot this with the light behind him. Like they made sure they got that entire shadow in the in the picture, so you could you could literally say that. It looks like so. This is interesting. I mentioned earlier that Joe Sun apparently lost uh, in a championship fight, but I'm seeing here that he's got four professional mixed martial arts fights and he's never won. So I'm not sure how it was that he lost in a championship. <laughs> not surprising. I don't know all of Joe Sun's MMA history. Uh, I can't, he kind of lost me uh, after the uh, oh, first man. arrest. This is, so. I'm fascinated in this. He, in his third fight, Sun took on a fellow named Joe Moriari. And uh, this was an extreme pancration too? Pancrease? Yeah, something like that. And uh, he lost by submission, but the method which that is listed, like, you know, TKO groin strike, submission elbow injury, this is listed as submission terror. Uh, so I I'm w- not sure I'm familiar with that. I want to know what happened. All right. That's that's a new one. Melton Bowen in the ring and uh getting a little pre pre-fight talk with uh with Big John there. Now they're showing showing Jenum who we've never actually seen a, a a title have we seen a title card for Jenum? I guess maybe one for the championship last week. Just scored a tap uh, out maybe. there. Maybe. Scored a tap out there in that sparring session. <laughs> the fact that the fact that Steve Jenum won UFC three and now is returning in UFC four is the biggest, the most ridiculous thing. I love how he has all of his cop buddies mm. from the Nebraska, uh, the Nebraska sure, sure, police sure. department that he works for. <laughs> Good. I mean, you got a show of force for Steve Jenum. <laughs> Understandable. And they all absolutely look like cops. Yeah, one hundred percent. From the haircuts to the way they walk. I think I the see fact no that vag. they're wearing their badges. I yeah. think, uh, unless they're just press passes. Yeah, I think they're I see. Press passes, but... I think I see Novak, and that guy kind of looks like Dan Hun. <laughs> so there's there's a big Lafayette Hill, Pennsylvania showing from the Steve Jenum UFC four fight. <laughs> they were all there to make sure. All right, Jenum, thirty years old, five ten, two fifteen, from Omaha, Nebraska. That's no surprise, and he's a ninjutsu master. Against Melton Brown, boxing, 25, 6 foot, 225, from Irmo, South Carolina. Oh, man. I'm glad you said Brown again because I, I just, when I read I, where he was from, I immediately, I immediately went Irmo, Southern California. I don't know why. That's not a state. That's a region of a state. Yes, it is. Did I say Brown? But I didn't Brown say it out loud. Then? I'm never going to be able yeah, to it's say right. Bowen. Never. It's just not going to happen. Doesn't. Jenum looks bored. This is a guy, he's an accomplished fighter. One fight, one championship. That's how you do it. Talk, talking to you, Joe Son. Also, don't rape and kill people. <laughs> Bowen, on the Good other point. hand, who is, I've, have we seen Bowen before this? We have not, but it looks like he's a boxer. He, he is absolutely a boxer. He came into the ring in a shirt that simply said boxing. I mean, when, you got to tell people what you do. I understand that. That's marketing. You do. I just walk around with a shirt that says handsome. <laughs> I do like the fact that, that he has the uh, the MMA gloves on, trying to prevent any broken hands, you know, that cost Keith Hackney at UFC 3. That's true. So. That's true. He has uh, clearly learned from other people's failures. Now there's just a little crowd shot. 
Genom, that's a, a weird look, but what are you going to do? That looks like he like he like wore his pajamas to the octagon. Yeah, a little, little tidy whities going on for Genom. Yeah. The fight is on. Good, solid fighting stance from Genom, you know, not showing too much. Bowen in a classic boxing stance, leading with that left. Show a little a little jab early and get Genom on the ropes. Oh, Genom tries a kick to the head, but uh, but comes up short. Oof. I don't know. It immediately backs up. I would be apprehensive about trying to kick people in the head if I wasn't wearing shoes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the rules when you have the shoes is you're not allowed to kick in the face. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't think you're allowed to kick at all if you have the shoes on, which is interesting. Considering it's no holds barred, you probably want the ability to kick. I mean, I guess if you're Bowen and you're a boxer, kicking isn't exactly your forte. Right, right, right. You're going to get in more trouble. At least have the option. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like kicking somebody in the head with with your foot is a good way to break your foot. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it is. Like, that's absolutely going to happen to Ben Simmons in, like, five months. Don't say that. Don't say that. You surprised that he was good thing completely is, is, healthy after one game left in the season? Oh yeah, you mean like four, like like four hours before the the end of the year? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Shocked they didn't throw him in that last game. So, oh yeah. So we've got Jenum on top of Bowen. Bowen holding the uh, holding the cage. Oh, now just Jenum laying out uh, punches, a barrage of punches on Bowen, who's trying to get up. Now he's just cradling Bowen's head. I mean, it almost seems unfair, and you wonder why it's become illegal now. Kind of really using the cage for leverage to stay in that on-top position to Bo- pin Bowen down and just lay punches. Yeah, Bowen, Bowen landing actually, a couple of solid punches there. But yeah. Jenem's back are, on those top. Those are pretty big shots from the bottom. Back on top, he's just not defending himself anymore. i got to think this fight's about to get called. This Jen, Bowen not, not, not defending himself at all. He's just – it's basically like hand wrestling. Did, did Jenem just – Headbutt him? That that was an attempt at a headbutt. For oh, sure. that could go either very well or very poorly. <laughs> yeah, I'm you surprised. can't miss with a headbutt. Well, you also don't want a headbutt in the wrong place. It's going to end up hurting you more than anybody else. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm a little bit surprised the fight didn't get called, but... You, know. you think Steve Jenham cares about hurting himself? I don't think so. <laughs> you suggesting Weird. that he's a bit of a wild man, Steve Jenham? I think so. Those, uh, those Omaha Look at Bowen. Kids. Bowen expertly using the cage to get back into a... Oh, he's up. Bowen had a, a tremendous opportunity to pre-Mike Tyson Mike Tyson by biting Jenham's ear. <laughs> All right, Jenham. Really put himself on the map. Flips him over. He's in full mount position. Nice judo throw from Jenham there. I think I'm like two seconds ahead of you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was talking about the same thing you were. Well, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so this this has to be this has got to be it at this point. Bowen is just laying there. Jenum is just just laying, punch to the head after punch to the head. Bowen tries to get up, but he's not at this point. He's really not defending himself. It's just oh boy, this is this is over. This has got to. Oh, I'm pummeling him. Yeah, this is somebody throw the. Like, what is Bowen thinking? Like, where is his corner at this point? Just throw the towel and save this guy. They got to get the towel in there. Even Jenum's like, this is, you know, he doesn't want to go too hard at this. He realizes this is. Oh, he doesn't want to punch himself out. And Bowen is just kind of landing soft blows to the back of Jenum's head. 
It's kind of like the, you know, the, the like when you're an older brother and you're like, oh, I'm just going to have my arms go like this. And if you walk in the way, it's on you. That's kind of what Bowen's fighting style is at this point. One of my favorite Simpsons clips of all time. There you go. There you go. I'm going to, I'm going to walk, I'm going to shut my eyes and I'm going to spin my arms. And if you're in the way, it's your own fault. And Lisa starts throwing kicks. And then Homer says the same thing to a pie and smashes his head off the uh, oven uh, fan. Have you watched any Simpsons in the past few years? Uh, like new versions of the new, Simpsons? New episodes. No. Uh, you say with such ferocity. Just, just absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess... I, I guess it's probably not true. I probably have. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I can't... I, I don't know. Like, after a certain period, they all just seem like they're in the same season. Well, it's certainly true. The new season. Mm-hmm. I uh I record it still, but I will I probably only watch because you know I sit at the computer for oh there it is got the arm bar going tap out that's he's tapped out Bowen to Bowen's defense lasted a lot longer than I think either one of us thought he was going to for sure uh, I mean he took a, a barrage of punishment that he didn't have to take yeah he's a uh... and to be honest Janum with a pretty expert arm bar for for being solid. this early in the uh in the UFC history. That was a pretty pretty nice move. Jenim is another guy who is not in classic fighter shape. No, he looks like he's pretty exhausted. Yeah. He's going to go out for some beers with the fellas after this. Yeah, they're celebrating after this one. Uh, well, he certainly got to celebrate last uh, last time after his UFC 3 championship. Successful uh, move to 2-0, though, for Jenim. There he's... Uh, one of the, I guess that's technically the second best, the second best uh, number in all of uh, in all of UFC behind Gracie at this point. Does that make him the number two contender to Hoist Gracie? Um, I would think he'd have to be considering he hasn't lost. Certainly. I mean, if you look at like Shamrock, who may have more skill, uh, a couple other guys, Pat Smith, a couple of those guys, you know, but they've all they've all lost. All right, up next, our final first-round matchup. We've got Dan Severn versus Anthony Messias. And uh, I am eight seconds in, so let me know when you're ready to go. Jesus, I'm not even close to that. I I didn't realize it was playing. <laughs> let me know. Let me know when you're six I'm seconds getting... in. Let me know when you're... Okay, I'll, I'll make sure. And I will push play uh, at that point. Nothing, come on. Nothing as fun as listening to people queue up their video that you can't see. Well, I mean, I can't blame my, my TV. Uh, I blame your TV. Two seconds. <laughs> I'm four seconds. Okay. I'm six seconds. Okay. Let's go. We're now right. nine seconds. I am also nine seconds. We got this thing. We nailed this. Like, I don't want to give us it's too like much credit. It's like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, like I don't a wanna... well-oiled machine, Chris. Yeah. I don't want to give us too much credit, but this is maybe maybe the greatest accomplishment in the history of the world. So this guy More looks like... shadow boxing. This guy looks like he's uh, he's getting ready. We talk about it every week, but that MTV show that you like, The Challenge. He looks like the he, challenge. he belongs in, like, real yeah. world... What is it? Road Rules... Real world, real, real world, world road rules, rules challenge. They don't really call it real world road rules anymore, just okay. because uh, road rules hasn't been around in a long time. Gotcha. Uh, but it's 
It's basically just a challenge. Okay. Well, you know, that shows what where my knowledge base is for that the MTV stuff. I gave up once they, once they got rid of MTV Rock and Jock. I was done with MTV. First of all, I know we've talked about this in the past <laughs> on recorded conversations. Rock and Jock needs to come back. Agreed. Like tomorrow. Agreed. I would have. I need. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do, Gregory. When, uh, when Deepish Thoughts gets big, when, when we're bringing in enough money, we're going to talk to MTV about co-sponsoring, uh, co-sponsoring the revival of the MTV Rock and Jock, Deepish Thoughts, celebrity, whatever. Do, <laughs> do you want baseball and basketball, or what do you want? I'm doing, I'm doing baseball and basketball. Okay, cause I enjoyed both of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Dan Severn looks like every suburban dad. He does. He absolutely does. Like, I saw him working out at the Phil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the dude you see at Planet Fitness who's taking it way too seriously. Yeah, but a sweet mustache. Oh, well, I mean, come on. You're oh. not going to be a suburban dad without a ridiculous mustache. He's uh, going to put, gonna put uh, Rich Goins to shame. He is uh, already quite, quite sweaty coming out in the, for this. Yeah, he obviously worked up, uh, <laughs> worked up a lather in the back. The guy who's walking in with him, his mullet is unbelievably impeccable. It's Indiana Jones in the background. What a weird look for Severin, though. He's going with, like, the sleeping shirt as his entry. Yeah. yeah. Maybe mark it yourself just a little bit. The gray sleeping shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Not the best look, I'd say. Wrestling shoes, again, yeah. Wipe that... Wipe that sweat off with your sleeping shirt from, in between, from under your arms. What a, weird, what, what a weird move to do in front of, you know, 10,000 people in a stadium. That's true. What a weird move to do anywhere. All right, so Messias, 25-year-old, 5'10", 190 pounds from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Severin, 34 years old, 6'2", 260 from Coldwater, Michigan. This is one of your uh, one of your classic grappler versus striker matchups. Messias, that Muay Thai... Uh, that Muay Thai uh, discipline, and Severin is a Olympic caliber wrestler. Yeah, is that what I saw? So. Severin is a, a two-time Olympic wrestler or college wrestling champion or something along those lines. Uh, he was definitely a a well a well awarded wrestler, former, well decorated wrestler. Former two-time All American wrestler at Arizona State. Oh wow, Mr. Severin is uh, he's going to go on to have a long and storied UFC career. Yeah, he, uh, he he definitely makes an appearance. Uh, he, he also goes the Ken Shamrock route for a little bit, enters into uh, some WWE stuff down the road. Oh, is that true? Uh, not a ton. Not as, not as much as uh, Ken Shamrock, but certainly certainly uh, <laughs> makes an appearance. I, it's like it's so ridiculous. It's, who is that? That is uh, that's Messias. Has got Mad Dog written in the on the back of his very very tight, very very small black wrestling shorts. Nothing nothing says marketing like putting your nickname on your butt cheeks. <laughs> I mean, that's why I started the who juicy thought brand. That, who, who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. I thought it was funny. So that kind of makes I mean, it a good idea. I mean, it's definitely funny. I don't think he was going for funny, though. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Oh, God. This looks like, I'll tell you what, that guy in the crowd. I was watching a documentary last night, late last night. I didn't finish it. I got about a half hour left on, uh, on Netflix called Man vs. Snake. It's about uh, it's about this video game, Nibbler. And uh, 
people going for the all-time, basically be, being named the all-time world record holder in terms of video game score. Because Nibbler, unlike other games, could the score would go up to 999,999, etc. I mean, 9,999,000, so forth. It, it was nine digits, whereas a lot of the other ones were only six digits at that time. So you could get a one billion points. And uh, this guy, Tim McVeigh, not the bomber from Oklahoma City, ironically, <laughs> much like... Uh, much like our friend Messiah's here. Um, Who's getting ragdolled. He is, but he's a little guy. And this is just, this is oh, just, oh German my, oh, you can see the wrestling. You I mean, I wrestling. mean, Dan Severin just, just invented suplex city well before Brock Lesnar. That was an unbelievably perfect German suplex. That was, you don't see enough of people throwing people in this. That's what I don't like. Not enough throwing, not enough yeah. suplexing. I haven't seen one pile driver since we started watching. <laughs> No GDTs. No, we have seen a figure four. I remember a figure four. We, yeah, yeah, we did. That Ken Shamrock Pat Smith figure four. All right, so uh, so Papa Severin is on top. Just, I mean, this looks like it's just. This is the kind of it's like it's a nightmare. Like this is a. Yeah. <laughs> th- there's nothing positive to it say is, about uh, what's going on right now. He's on top. He's trying to choke to him even out. Describe it. It, it. Yeah, it, it, it looks like something Joe Sun would be familiar with. Jesus. <laughs> it's just that so, it's creepy. It's creepy, and uh, it's got to be yeah, over it, really, really soon. It's got to be close. I mean, this is there. It is. All right. So while Dan Severin celebrates and plans his fourth of july barbecue yeah uh three on three tournament back to nibbler because because i'm a big i'm a big uh king of kong fistful of quarters documentary guy I billy think mitchell, I've that, like, billy mitchell was shooting this quite a bit this this gentleman mcveigh was uh from the same iowa town where where walter uh i forget what his name is walter whatever is his uh twin galaxies arcade oh the is. guy who's like the head of it yeah, yeah, yeah well i forget what his last name is but it's walter is his first name walter day and uh, Billy Mitchell is shown in quite a bit of it, and it's about the world of competitive video game playing and, spe- and like. So, so there was there's three guys. McVeigh set the record. He got it. He won million and like forty three thousand one one billion forty three thousand points. But then there's this gentleman Enrico something from Italy who may or mm. may not because it wasn't sanctioned. There wasn't it wasn't clear. It was not Walter Day did not accept that this is true. He may have broken McVeigh's record, both like one billion four hundred million points. Then another crazy guy comes out, and he breaks the record for a while. And now this is McVeigh. McVeigh is back. He's trying to get this record. It's just incredibly difficult. And I have 28 minutes to go left in it, so I don't know if he gets the record. You don't know how it ends? No, I have 28 minutes. It was, I was too tired last night. I had to be up early. I had to turn it off. But I, we will find out during UFC 5 if Timothy McVeigh, again, not the Unabomber, um, oh does own the the all-time record for Nibbler at this point. That that sounds a lot like the King of Kong like that that exact plot. It was very very similar. Yeah, very similar. I mean, honestly, kind of unbelievable, but if you haven't seen the King of Kong movie, you just you just haven't lived. It's it it is unbelievable. Yeah. Right, that we, can, documentary. we can keep talking King Kong in a second, but what is the next fight we have on? Is it Gracie Hackney or is it Severin? Keith Hackney versus Gracie and I'm ready to go. All right, let's let's get this going. Cuz I just I don't want this to run too long. All right, I'm, Understandable. I'm going. We're Me too. All right, I'm 4 seconds in. So yeah, uh here's my issue with the King of Kong is I find Billy Mitchell insufferable. 
Oh, you're awful. I saw him, and like it's not an act either. He's just that big a d bag. I saw him. Um, him and Walter Day showed up on an episode of uh, the the Game Informer show, which uh, you know the, the the video gaming mm-hmm. podcast. And he is just like so smug and so full of himself. He's very aware of his own perception, I think. And oh my god, it's just he's unbearable. I I can't deal with that. Yeah, guy. so but he's he, self-aware. See, that's awful. But he did come off like he he came off well in the Man vs. Snake. Like he was he he tried to tried to help uh, McVeigh whenever he could. Granted, this was in the form of like talking to him on the phone and get, you know that kind of stuff. But well, he's got a he's got a hot to run. But Mitchell did He's come back. off. Mitchell did come off pretty well, even though I just basically despise what I know of his public self. <laughs> you know, little known fact: Walter Day, Charlie Day's dad. Is that true? No, absolutely I was going to say that would be crazy. But it would be awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to find out with Walter Day. So uh, Gracie's in the ring right now, and uh, what? The other Did Hack? Oh yeah, I was, I, you know what? I almost asked if Hackney's team just adopted another fighter because I forgot <laughs> that we were about to see Keith Hackney come back out again. Walter Day, Charlie Day. There's no way they could be related, but if they are, that's amazing. Oh, we're gonna find out. Oh, interesting. Did Walter? No, obviously Walter Day didn't die, so this is not the right person because uh, I saw Walter Day, like I said, like six days ago on the Game Informer show. I'm going to have to watch. You said that documentary on Netflix? It is. It's called Man vs. Snake. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that one. It was, it was good. It was, I would enjoy it. But I, I've said it before. Like, even if the subject matter doesn't seem interesting, before you watch that, watch the Barkley Marathons on Netflix. Barkley Marathons, yes. it, was, it was riveting. I, I was so into it. All right, Walter Day, here we it's go. T- it's tough now with the NHL and NBA playoffs getting ready to start. I was up till like two o'clock in the morning last night watching overtime hockey. Well, that's not the kind of thing I would brag about. <laughs> what happened to the left side of Hackney's hair? It's, like, sure. it's like wilted. Yeah, he's got he's got like a, a little pre-Andrew Bynum haircut going. Oh God! I can't find. I can't. I don't know if there's actually. Is there not? Oh yeah, here we go. All right, so Walter Aldro Day Jr. By the by the way. Ooh. He was the founder of Twin Galaxies and uh, a video game-related company, an authority on video game scorekeeping. And Day was actually born in Oakland, California, so not too far from where I am right now. And uh, no mention of Charlie Day, so we probably, eh, well, sh- probably shouldn't be surprised. It was worth a shot. Uh, Dude, that America jacket. Look at this guy. The American flag leather jacket, and he's giving you the guns. That was amazing. <laughs> that is that is pure crowd right there. Pure nineties crowd. I don't I can't tell if uh if Mr. Day has any children. It's not that the personal stuff isn't super clear. I'm gonna go ahead and guess no. Although we we also learned some interesting things about Walter Day during the, the Man vs. Snake documentary. Apparently had a really big problem with drugs for a while. Hmm, you don't say. A really, really big drug problem. I wonder. Also, here's another thing: if Twin Galaxies does it still exist? Because if it does, we're taking a we're taking a deepish thoughts field trip to Iowa. Every once in a while, I, I know their website still exists. Every once in a while, there. when I find that movie somewhere, 
I always go to their website to check out the records. Here we go, Hackney Gracie. Uh, founded in nineteen eighty one, the world's most preeminent organization, societies, blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's not clear. I mean, really faking. Not clear. It's not it's clear. Still, not clear if it still exists. All right. Well, like I said, Man vs. Snake, excellent. Barkley Marathon's even better. And uh, a Gracie style interests me because he just has that kind of like the the hand just kind of sticking out. I'm not sure what he wants to do with it. Hackney looks like he's miming, and Gracie just wants to get. He almost ooh ooh. That's, Big punches from Hackney. That may be the hardest hoist Gracie's been hit in uh, in four UFCs. Yeah. I mean, those are square on the jaw, too. They are. By the way, I'm having some, I mean, uh, some lemon ginger herbal tea that I had made over an hour ago, and now it's lukewarm, and it's not so good. Yeah, I would think that like anything with the word tea that doesn't also include the word ice, <laughs> probably... Probably not good warm. I don't think the problem Acne with a I don't think the problem with this particular tea is its lack of ice, but rather its lack of sugar and or flavor. <laughs> well, yeah, that could do it. Acne with a great sprawl. I mean everybody knows Hoist's game plan at this point, right? Yeah. Like he's gonna try and take yeah. you down. Hackney's throwing knife edge chop towards his face. That's yeah. a wild swing. Yeah, Hackney's trying to land the haymakers and get out of here. Cause you don't wanna you don't wanna spend too much time in the ring with Hoist Gracie. No, nah, he's just trying to get in and get to the final. Let's go. Walk out with a knockout. Walk out with a knockout. That could be the slogan <laughs> of this show. Hackney doing the alternating one arm up, one arm down, one arm up, one arm down. <laughs> really interesting. Uh, yeah, and he's. it looks like he's still got – did he change? Because, I mean, we. I feel like we saw the ace bandages much more clearly previously. It may have been just the position of his pants as, mm. he, was, as he was trying to defend the takedown of Joe's son. So Gracie's but, got Hackney against the against the the cage here, and this is just it seems like this is just uh, trying to get trying to maneuver Hackney into the position that Gracie wants him in, and uh, landing a some knees. Uh, some knees to the sternum. Oh, Hackney with a, a couple oh, of big shots, couple, vicious uppercuts. Yeah, he is making Hoist Gracie work. This is not something that Gracie is used to, even in. Even last time, when he had to walk away from his fight, it seemed like he didn't get hit as hard as he's getting hit by Hackney. Yeah, I don't think in, in that in that fight with Chemo that, that eventually put him out of UFC 3 due to exhaustion, he wasn't really taking a lot of punishment. It was more the carrying of Chemo's weight on yeah. top of him for, for like seven minutes. Yeah, probably not easy to deal with. No. Ugh. Then he had to deal with Joe Son post game. Joe Son. Joe Son. Oh, this is uh, not great news. Lou Brock diagnosed with bone cancer today. Jeez. Oh, it's, uh, not We're just a bear of bad news at this point. I'm not kidding. Also, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma cornerback Parrish Cobb arrested in uh, connection with an armed robbery. It's the second arrest since January. Jeez. Oh. So this is a – it's one of those days where you don't really like sports, but what are you going to do? So Hackney – Steelers owner Dan Rooney died. Yeah, it's uh, sad that he died, although my hatred of the Steelers is pretty powerful. <laughs> Hackney with his with – his, Hackney going – is he predating oh. uh, Steph Curry with Ooh. the mouth guard hanging out of his mouth while he chews on it? Oh, boy. Big shot, but it seems like – Unintended consequences there with that 
that big punch, it actually just brought Hackney closer to Gracie, and now Gracie seems like he's trying to get an armbar going. He's working. He's working a triangle that's not fully locked in, because but he, he's really looking for it. Explain to me what but a triangle. He could potentially. Is. A triangle choke is uh, it, it's like a head and arm choke, with, but you use your legs essentially, hmm. uh, and you kind of lock it in. You apply pressure by crossing one of your legs over, sort of like what Hoist is doing, but his, his right leg isn't isn't horizontal enough. Gotcha, gotcha. To get it. Um, and you basically squeeze like that while pulling the head down, and it essentially cuts off the airway. Um, All right. A lot of times you'll see guys transition it into an armbar, which you, think, you may see here. Do you think Gracie's trying not to hurt his hand right there? Because it seemed like he was going a little bit easy. They're very the ginger punches. punches. Yeah. I, they're definitely not They're definitely not. Uh, not full power, for sure. All right, so yeah, it certainly looks like Gracie is gearing up for some kind of armbar here. You're absolutely right. The shirt, the the uh, the gi has uh, has come open. It is open. Gracie is being held together only by its black belt. And uh, against more is at that point it's just showing off. And Hackney's just kind of like trying to undo the belt. That's a little bit weird. Grace, Gracie <laughs> trying to get elbowing Hackney in the head. Some uh, punches to the back of the neck, the uh, the upper spine region. And there's the armbar. Uh, there there's is. the armbar, and this is over. Big John breaks it up. Uh, did Hackney tap, or was it just broken up? Yeah, Hackney tapped. You couldn't really see it because of the camera angle, but he definitely uh, it, it got locked in so quick, and that that elbow hyper extended. It was out. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where as soon as that happens, you kind of know it's over. So why suffer? Gracie. Yeah, uh, I don't let the guy get his arm broken. Gracie looks like he's a little bloodied under his right eye. Got a kiss from uh, one of the gentlemen in his crew, which is... He definitely nice. took some damage in that fight. He actually looks more hurt than he did after the chemo fight. He does, but because of how uh, because of how Fight Pass works, I, I certainly know that he's going to fight for the championship. <laughs> Thank you, Fight Pass. Yeah. I gave it away for you. Uh, you know. This is two weeks out of four that they started with the championship. Don't do that. Yeah, it's a, weird, it's a weird... Way to set it up. Come on, don't do that, Jimmy. That's messed up. Just messed up. All right. Well, no we're... shot to Jim Brown. I'm not even sure Jim Brown's still on the commentary team at this point because we have not seen him. Can I tell you, I was wondering that too. Uh, so we've still got two fights left. Why don't we just end this one a little bit early rather than watch the rest of this? That and, works for me. And let's get into uh, Dan Severn versus uh, Marcus Bothset, who was apparently an injury replacement. Yeah, he uh, Steve Jenham, unfortunately... Couldn't continue to defend his title. Stevie J. Well, he's never gone more than one fight, so you can you know, can understand what's going on. Yeah, I mean, so it's understandable. All right, tell me when you're ready. I am pulling it up right now. Dan Severin, Marcus Bissett, UFC 4. I am starting. Let's go. So this is a short one. This is a short one. And that's yeah, this is, this is a pretty quick one. That's Bissett good. Won his, uh, he won his injury replacement fight. Which I'm interested to see this because they did, they did three injury replacement fights, and only one guy got in, and his fight was actually the longest. Okay, Marcus, when it came to the three okay, fights, Marcus Bissett looks like a young version of uh, the former chief on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> haven't watched the show. In a wow. couple, haven't watched the show in a couple years, but uh, but yeah, certainly certainly watched for a while. I've one, never seen one episode of Grey's Anatomy. Look, 
here's what I'm going to argue about Grey's Anatomy. One, certainly a girl show. I acknowledge that, but uh, it's fine. Whatever. They do event episodes as well as any show that I've I've seen. There was a the hospital shooting episode was outstanding, and uh, there's been quite a big. A lot of the finales are outstanding, but it got you know it's a little bit too soapy. So what are you, what are you gonna do? Had to give it up. Had to give it up. Sure. All, these, all these masculine fights to watch. <laughs> Boy stuff. Yay wrestling. I have a question. Yeah. Why did Marcus Bissett wear his high school varsity like Letterman jacket to the ring? I don't know. He, he didn't think he was fighting today. Big John's like, do you know where you are? You know you're about to fight against this guy. You're going to lose quickly. Just let me know when you're ready to give up. I mean, Bissette with uh, a solid, you know, four-minute, 55-second fight in his hand. Dan oh, Seth, boy. Like, he, there's no way he's not just dumping water onto his chest he, at oh, this point. Oh, boy. Right? He is, yeah, he is very sweaty. That that Look, the gray shirt is always – the light gray shirt is always the worst color shirt for for sweat. We all know that. Well, if you're going to be if if you're going to be participating in athletic competition, why are you wearing that? Yeah, maybe it looks like he just like stopped it. I don't know Kmart. What was around in 1994? Stopped at Kmart before the fight. Grabbed a big double X gray shirt, and uh, that was what he was going to wear into the ring. Now here's the question: Is the T-shirt made by Gildan or is it made by like McGregor? I don't want to say it's a Gildan. I'm going to say it's a fifty-fifty. It's a fifty-fifty. Okay, yeah. I mean it makes sense. He looks like a Gildan guy. Yeah, I'm not a big Polly Cotton guy myself, but what are you gonna do? Also, Marcus Bissett, twenty-nine years old, six foot one, two hundred and twenty pounds from Los Angeles, California, going up. Uh, and he's a karate expert going up against Dan Severn, like we said before. Wrestling, thirty-four, six-two, two-sixty, Coldwater, Michigan. Coldwater, Michigan. That place. Uh, like, I'm looking forward to that show on CBS next year, by the way. Just Coldwater, Michigan. <laughs> CSI Coldwater. That feels like a show that could star uh, the, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Josh Dumel, and I'm going to say, uh, I don't know. Who are we going to put in the show with Josh Dumel? Who was, uh, who was that, that girl that was in, um, oh, God, I'm never going to come up with her name. The Supergirl girl. Oh, God. Uh... Oh, that's gonna drive me nuts. I no, I'm not sure. I'm gonna come up with not 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 the current Supergirl. I mean, early WB Supergirl. This is uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out. I don't even remember what it was called. What was the Tom? Tom oh, I guess I could search Tom Welling. Didn't think I was gonna be searching for Tom Welling today, but <laughs> here we are. That just means it's another Dude, I day. Just had, I I just had a moment in my house where I heard a phone ringing. Yeah. And I legitimately had no idea where it would be coming from because I only have one phone and it's in my hand. The then I remembered. I can. Sorry, you can hear what? Hear my neighbor through the window or that, through the uh, wall of my stinks. house. That stinks. The the name I was thinking, the co-star and the love interest for Josh Dumel in our our show Coldwater Michigan is going to be Kristen Kruk. Gotcha. Okay, from Smallville. There you go. Ooh, big big kick right to the. Stomach of, of Severin. Yeah, I should probably turn that back on. All right. <laughs> so immediately caught the kick and took him down. I, I mean, Severin on top really seems to be his favorite position. Uh, <laughs> not to be weird. Yeah, I'll leave that. But leave that alone. Uh, after that first fight, where you know he just on that other guy, but he also <laughs> Severin. Potentially masking a little bit of a gut with how high his shorts are. Look, it's definitely a move. It, the the high waisted shorts. I don't think there's any doubt that there's a little bit of a gut there. 
And uh, Bissette is tapped out. Severin is moving on to face Hoist Gracie in the finals. Quick arm triangle. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty impressive submission. You know, for for this time period. Uh, nice little head and arm choke. Severin, or I guess arm triangle choke. Whatever. Severin definitely in a better position than Gracie is. His fights have not been the most difficult ones so far. And uh, and Gracie definitely took some shots in the last one, but. Uh, Somehow, I think the hoist man is still going to come out on top. We'll see if he can come back out on uh, we will on see. top here. That, that, guy is, that guy in the upper left-hand corner is super excited. <laughs> Captain, uh, Captain, uh, oh, God, what's the what's the haircut I'm thinking of that we've, we've said like 18 times on the show today? Mullet. Captain Mullet. Captain Mullet. All right. So that is the fight. We're moving on to our finals. UFC 4, Revenge of the Warriors, Hoist Gracie, Dan Severin. And this is definitely going to be the longest fight that we've had so far. Yeah, I think out of all of the, uh, out of all the cards so far, this is by far the longest. All right, let me know as soon as you're ready. I'm good. Let's go. This is, uh, we've got about 21 minutes and 30 seconds remaining in this UFC commentaries UFC 4 Revenge of the Warriors and we're watching Hoist Gracie take on Dan Severin it's a shame Jenum didn't make it although it's nice that Jenum could uh, could leave UFC 4 with his record still unblemished yeah it would have been it would have been nice you know to to see that so this is uh that little kid is like he does not look like he wants to be there in in the front of that Congo line for the Gracie clan. No, he doesn't look like he he's super into it. Um, you know, I do like they continue the tradition uh, of the Congo line. Sure, it's, it's definitely definitely a good move. Defeated. I mean, why why break? Well, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Isn't that uh? uh that isn't is, that the saying? That is the saying. Yeah. So. Gracie's actually had a kind, kind of a tough time getting to the finals. You know, surprisingly, uh, I wouldn't say difficult, but long fight with Van Cleef in the first round. Obviously, the second round fight, you know, bloodied him up a little bit. I still, I, my money is still on, uh, is still on, Mister Gracie here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to bet against a guy that that's currently undefeated. You know, that's true. That's true, it is. I mean, I guess Severin's technically undefeated, too, but we just met him. We've, <laughs> we've come to know Hoist Gracie over the past month. You know, I think there's an interesting game we can play moving forward after the last two weeks with Harold Howard and, uh, and Joe Son, which is which UFC participant is going to be convicted for a very serious and heinous crime? <laughs> which, which, which UFC uh, tournament participant ended yeah. up in a uh, in a jail cell at some point later in life. Yeah, who who goes to jail in the future? And uh, quick <sighs> quick tidbit, not to lay a toolie. So the shirt's just drenched at this point. <laughs> the the, the bottom point, sweat it went from a light gray shirt to dark gray. Yeah, the bottom sweat has meet has uh, has met the top sweat, which is weird because Severin really hasn't had the longest or most difficult fights. But uh, you know, it just seems like maybe he's a sweater, or or maybe he's I mean, going he for might intimidation. Be. I don't know. It, it almost it almost seems counterintuitive. I mean, unless the goal is to get your body as wet as possible, so for when you do get into the cage, 
you're talking about it being very slippery. You know, Hoist is a submission guy. He's oiling himself know. up. Yeah, yeah, harder to grab onto. All right, for the final time, Dan Severin, 34, wrestler, 6'2", 260 from Coldwater, Hoist Gracie, Jiu-Jitsu, 27 years old, six foot one, one eighty from Rio de Janeiro, Torrance, California. That's a little bit weird. So I don't know why they listed it as Rio de Janeiro and Torrance, California. Only one of them can be his hometown. I'm going to go ahead and guess it was mm. Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, born in Rio de Janeiro, but then when he came to the United States, set up shop in Torrance. Sure, but still one of them is only his hometown. I agree. Which, well, actually, they did it earlier with Melvin Bowen. They uh, they said Irmo, South Carolina, and then when they flashed it up, when he was actually in the ring and they showed the little graphic, mm-hmm. it said Miami, Florida. Interesting. Apparently, Irma, South Carolina, not a UFC fighting hotbed. I mean... The, the 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 graphics guy really has to get his shit together. You're not kidding, but still better than it has been. True. That woman's super into this. Who is who? She wouldn't have missed this for the world. Yeah, who who is that and why are we seeing her? Is I that, don't know. That, she walked out. It's got to be she somebody walked with out Severin. With, she walked out with Dan Severin, yeah. so it very well could be Dan Severin's mom. That's rough. I can't confirm nor deny. That's rough. I don't know if I would bring my mother with me to you to a mixed martial arts fight. Yeah, that's a tough call. I can, I can say specifically I would not bring my mother with me to a UFC fight, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was uh, I don't know if that'd be a good idea well, or not. Especially if you're participating. Well, yeah, I'm just, oh, no, you know, I probably wouldn't just want to like invite. Would Would you call up Anna and say, "Hey, do you want to go see UFC 211?" Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. And if she was paying, maybe. Well, we'll see. Maybe maybe for Christmas this year, Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dan Severin, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, so still 1645. Gracie, in his standard, I'm going to stay completely still, not expend any energy whatsoever pre-fight. No, getting a little bit loose now. But he is locked in. Like, this guy is focused. I mean, you have to think that he, he's looking to redeem himself. Yo, the guy right behind Big John with the curly mullet. Yeah. Come on, dude. You know, can I tell you that we've actually seen a little bit of a, a little bit of a change here in the format of the UFCs? Have not seen Rich Goins since the early fights. At least not been focused on. That's true. Really hasn't been shown. Which is uh, weird because previously it was basically the Rich Goins fights and also <laughs> UFC. It was. It was the Rich Goins Fighting Championship yeah, at that point. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. Well, a little bit more Excellent. breaking news, which nobody's listening to this for. Uh, as as was uh, rumored the last couple of days, Michigan State freshman small forward Miles Bridges will return to school for his uh, sophomore year. Bit of a surprise. Will be the top sophomore in the country next year. <laughs> I, I love I love our our idea of breaking news. Really excellent. It is breaking news right now, but when you're listening to it, probably not. On Friday, it's not going to be anything. Maybe It'll just be news. Maybe they just hadn't paid attention, and this is a shock to them. That's a good point. I do learn a lot from podcasts. I feel like this is going to be a lot of what this fight is. Yeah, I would think so, If I remember correctly. I would think so, too. A A lot lot of Dan Severn laying on top of Hoist Gracie. Yeah, which seems weird. Like, I, I would not... Like, I don't know what my... My game plan would be if I were forced to fight Hoist Gracie for some reason. But now what would be a 40, uh, 50-year-old? Hoist Gracie would be 50 right now if my math is correct. 
So kind of like the the Van Cleef fight. That's interesting. But I don't know what my strategy would be. I would think that, uh, I don't know. Like, he wants to grapple. He wants to get me into submission situations. So I want to stay on my feet as much as possible, but he's going to try and take my feet out. I don't know. Yeah, how, how for do the you, most part. How do you fight Hoist Gracie? I mean, I'm going to try my best to not get taken down. But, and I mean, just throw wild punches. I'm going with the hackney technique, to be honest. Really? That's, I don't want to be anywhere to be the near most him. effective. That, that seemed to be the most effective until he eventually got caught yeah. and was taken down. But he was still he landed some vicious punches. Maybe I get lucky. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you get Odds lucky. Odds are I won't get lucky. But still. So it's kinda of like the uh the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor thing. Just maybe yeah. maybe I you wish get lucky. They would just make this fight official at this point. It's official. Come on. I mean it's all happen. the paperwork's not signed. It's gonna happen. Don't let's not kid ourselves yeah. here. There's too much money involved for this fight not to happen. It's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be ridiculous. I might watch it. I'll probably stream it. But it'll be the biggest pay per view of all time. Yeah, and I would think I, I probably don't want to pay 120 bucks for it. So yeah, we'll it's see. a lot of cash to spend. We'll see how that goes. Can I tell you, I'm a little bit upset with NBA League Pass. I spend a lot of money on NBA League Pass to watch the Sixers, which is you know a mistake in its own right, but. Too many of the games are still in standard definition. Like, why? Can really? We, yes. Why can we not get HD consistent at this point? I can go on to, I won't, I'm not going to say where, but I can go onto the interwebs very, very easily and within 30 seconds find a high quality HD stream for completely free. And it's actually kind of cooler too because, you know, it's just, there's no commercials. It's just kind of you see what's going on in the arena when when there's stoppages of play. Like, huh. first of all, I didn't even know a feed like that existed. I'll number send, one, I'll send you a link. But I'm <laughs> sure you, number I'm number sure it exists two for baseball too. You you would think you would think that like something like that would be, you know, a priority for a league like that. Right. But the, all these leagues now, they they, they don't they're all about saving money and being dumb. And not letting anybody have any fun. I hated the idea of Tony Romo playing on the Mavericks. I yeah, thought it was dumb it was, and it was unnecessary. Kind, it was kind of stupid. I'm, you know, but, I'm a big Romo guy, but I, I don't need to see him play yeah. basketball. It's a little bit of an insult to everybody else. But, but then they showed that they actually made and sold jerseys and shirtsies. Well, it's, it's in the stadium. It's Cuban. That's what? not a surprise. Any opportunity to make a buck. Oh my god! I, I guess. He's got to fund his his next Shark Tank investment with uh, these Tony Romo jerseys. <laughs> Is that what his plan was? I don't know, but you're right. It was stupid, oh. and it was even stupider that he actually wanted to play him. And uh, good for Adam Silver for putting the kibosh on that. Yeah, if he would have gotten in the game, I mean, that would have been just just awful. I talked to I talked to Anshu about this yesterday on our show, and. He brought up an interesting point, and that, that is that it's kind of a slippery slope letting, letting Romo play. Because, you know, what's, the Nets sat six players out of their final game yesterday. So, you know, that's not a game that people want to come to see. But if they're like, hey, hey guys, one night only, Jay-Z's playing on the Nets, people are coming yeah. to watch that. Well, it's, it's, it's comparable to, like, CM Punk fighting in the UFC with his first fight ever. 
Like oh. it's just a, it's it's a spectacle to be a spectacle and to make money. It's not really like you know what I mean. I think it's worse though because at least CM Punk is theoretically a mixed martial artist at that point. Not a good one, but theoretically still in the same sport. I'll give you that. I'll give you that because because he trained for two years specifically to just actually fight. Mm. I can't count his his pro wrestling. <laughs> I can't count his pro wrestling experience as mixed martial art experience. There's not enough. There's not enough there for me. I mean, if he did what Dan Severn's doing right now to Hoist Gracie mm-hmm. in the WWE ring, then maybe I'd consider it. And, oh, and that's just humping. That's that's all that's yes, going on. That is absolutely uh, all that's going on. And you know, but y- people may think, oh, you're not talking about the fight enough. But just for the next five minutes, know that Dan Severn's laying on top of Hoist Gracie. Yeah, there's. There's not a ton of action. No. Is that Ken Bone in the background? <laughs> Ken, Weird did, Ken Bone reference. Is this the first time any podcast has ever mentioned both Tom Welling and Ken Bone? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how you cross-reference that. Is there an algorithm to look that up? But we're, we're I'm going to go with yes. We are absolutely trendsetters. Chris, if you want to be the best, you have to mention Ken, uh, Ken Bone. <laughs> that is how that saying goes. That's how that saying goes. So, what's this gentleman's name? Severin. I would keep wanting to say Hackney, but Severin's still on top, still kind of getting punched in the side of the head by Gracie. And, uh, you know, seven minutes into this fight. And yeah. we've got nine more minutes left in the broadcast. So, <laughs> at least six more. Definitely, definitely a lot more time. And, and I mean, this is, this is your prototypical boring grappling match. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should have honestly been expected um, from these guys. Yeah, Cron- yeah Greg- dog. Greg Crone cannot keep Take his dog it- under control. Take it easy. Squish your little head. <laughs> People should know that Greg Crone is kidding about squishing his dog's little head. Oh, absolutely. I love my dog. You should see my phone. I have thousands of pictures. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're maniacs. When you were in the situation I that I'm currently in... You basically spent that just sitting at home, Instagramming pictures of your dog. Oh, yes. That's, that's all I ever did when I was out there. Um, Ironically just, enough, I spend my time Instagramming picture, pictures of your dog as well. As you should. I mean, it's a cute dog. Ruby, that is enough with the barking. You've been good the whole time. Four weeks of, of pretty good. Oh. <laughs> Minor, minor in being, the courtyard. She, so. She's being shuffled up into the bedroom. What are you gonna do? So well, to, up, I mean, to, to update people, was, Dan you know Severn. She was also bored of Dan Severn. Yeah, Dan Severn's still on top of Hoist Gracie. This is not <laughs> absolutely nothing has changed except they're in a slightly different position in the in the ring. They just keep moving around the outside of the cage. Yeah, it's not uh, what you would call the most exciting championship battle we've ever seen and can i no, tell you from not a, a ton of action from sort of a, a morbid perspective i would like to see more blood i get interested i, I would I, like to see more I, anything i think it's cool when you know there's a lot of blood spilled in the ring it's that it makes it gladiatorial yeah also probably why it was referred to as human cockfighting by uh well, one senator john mccain well J mac knows what he's talking about um debatable <laughs> Yeah, no, no, but yeah, I can see, I can see the, the issues to this early on because it is, you know, it's just sanctioned fighting, you know. 
I could see where the problems lie. There, it, the outsider could think there's not a lot of skill involved. It's just two people trying to beat the crap out of each other. And, uh, you know, it does, oh, for sure. it does take a little bit more. You have to watch a little bit more to to understand some of the nuances of that, such as the the sweet hair pool by Dan Severin. <laughs> I think those are the things that, that brought up the cockfighting reference. Yeah. Hair pulling, the uh, the unanswered groin shots of Keith Hackney. Gracie, those looks kind a, of things. Gracie looks a little bit like Benicio Del Toro in the ring right now. The collector, although it's an, a little an, bit an earlier slimmer Benicio del Toro. <laughs> slimmer Benicio del Toro. Are you excited about Guardians of the Galaxy two? Yeah, yeah. I, I I watched it. I watched the first one at home a couple months ago. Um, you know, because I, I'm a trendsetter. I uh, really I'm only up saw on pop culture. You only saw it a couple months ago for the first time. I saw it probably a year ago for the first time. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe not even that long ago, to be honest. It was probably like eight months ago. I'm gonna. Did were you? I have it in my head that you were with Adi and I to see that movie. Nope. We that? saw Watchmen together. Oh, that's true. Yeah. A lot long of time weird ago. stuff in that movie. Yeah, Watchmen is a. That's, a, that's an interesting film that's uh, only really appreciated by the people who really dig the Watchmen graphic novel. Or they're really into blue male appendages. That's really it. Yes, A or B <laughs> is certainly one of those two. You have to draw a line somewhere, Chris. Interesting cast, though. You know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is now Negan on Walking Dead, Carla Gugino. Those are the ones I remember. The, guy, the Freddy, dude that Fre- played Kelly Leak in Bad News Bears. Yeah, wasn't Freddy Krueger in that? Yeah, isn't that the guy that played Kelly Leak in Bad News Bears? I, I would not have come up with that. I'm pretty confident those are all three the same person. I'm, I believe that you know what you're talking about. Um, and I want to say there's one other one other relatively famous guy. Billy Crudup was the other guy. Uh, yeah, Jack. Isn't Malin Ackerman in that movie too? She is uh, Lori Jupiter and Silk Spectre. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley is Freddy, uh, Freddy Krueger. And what was the other one you said? That's, that's who played Kelly Leak. Jackie Earl Haley. What was Kelly Leak from? Bad News, Bad Bears, News Bears. The right. original, not the, not the BF Billy Bob Thornton one. I'm hey. going Walter Matthau. Hey. I don't know if I ever saw the original Bad News Bears. Well, I mean, he was in Badge of, we're doing a Bad News Bears podcast. Badge of Silence. I'm looking for Bad News Bears. Jackie Earl Haley, Kelly Leak in The Bad News Bears. Also, The Bad News Bears go to Japan. And The Bad News Bears in Breaking Training. Hey, listen. I think that's our next venture. Once we get through all 210 uh, UFCs, we do minute by minute Bad News Bears. Just the original. What was the first? We said we were going to watch Little Giants before that. True. All right, so that'll be our third project. And then also we've already established that after every five UFCs, there's a wild card round where we can watch any mixed martial arts thing. So, also a good point. This is gonna. All right, it's, it's gonna we have be a wild. lot of stuff on our plate. Yeah, like for instance, right now, if we started doing, if we started doing one every day, uh, take about it would, you know it, with the every five, it would take about a year for us to catch up. Yeah. And that's not even so, factoring in the ones that are happening 
you know, over the course of that time that we're going to have to eventually <laughs> catch up on. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a really good point. <sighs> cut, <laughs> cut to a 55-year-old Chris Horwoodell here with Greg Crone watching UFC 110. <laughs> 110. We did it, Chris. <laughs> we got there. Only 100 more to go and to catch up to where we currently are. Dude, I've just been watching the... I've just been watching the the corner men yeah. for Gracie. First of all, there is seventy of them, and yeah. everyone has a more ridiculous haircut. <laughs> yeah, and just to catch everybody up, uh, Dan Severn still laying on top of Voice Gracie. Absolutely, fourteen no, minutes in. Yeah, absolutely. Fourteen no minutes change. in. This this has not moved. I'm not kidding. This hasn't moved since about forty five seconds in. No, but it's got to end. This position was gained. <clears throat> it's got to end. Yeah, it has to. Only uh, less than two minutes left in this. So I'd be interested to know: Does does Gracie tap out? Does does he <clears throat> does he finally get Severn into some sort of a submission hold? It's got to happen. Whatever happens, it's got to happen real soon. Or maybe maybe somewhere. I like to think that somewhere in the world, Dan Severn and Hoist Gracie are still fighting. <laughs> it's that alternate universe theory. Yeah, this this matchup that UFC just cuts out. These people are still in that cage to this day. Ooh, we might have something here, Chris. Is that a? Is he got him again around? Is that a choke around the the head? Is this one of those triangle chokes you're talking like, about? Looks like he's looking for a triangle or a modified triangle. He's pulling the head down. We may see it here. We've got to. There's a minute left. Oh, that's definitely that's a deep triangle. You can see the foot's locked in underneath the knee. Oh, okay. Now that's a better angle. I can see that a little bit better now. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go for Dan Severn. Little John's just waiting to call this thing. Severn is uh, losing oxygen. He is now starting, his body is starting to give out. Gracie has got to be wondering why this hasn't been called. The tap, uh, finally the tap. The whole game. Who's uh, Grady? Who's Grady? Yeah. Jesus. Who's well, Gracie, ladies and gentlemen? Don't beat yourself You're up three on time that. three-time UFC champion. Don't beat yourself up on that. This guy's not very well known. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I called him Royce Gracie for the whole first fight, so. Yeah, it's fine. It's not my fault. I never heard, I've never heard anybody actually say his name. Good to see him back on top after after this, after well, the, the UFC 3 debacle. So did, did he officially take a loss in that uh, UFC 3? I mean, I guess technically, but, I mean, I, I guess it technically counts as a loss because it's a forfeit because he threw in the towel. Yeah. Even though... If you were to look at the official bracket, it says Harold Howard got a buy, which that's what it should have been because I, I remember yeah. Shamrock got a buy in that same round too, I believe. For the most part, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if the UFC tournament that they held in Harold Howard's Canadian jail, if he got any buys in that one. <laughs> no, My guess, I, I would guess he was probably a top seed until <laughs> until Joe Sullen or what, Joe Sullen, Joe Sullen, whatever. Harold Howard had to be the top seed in the all-Canadian uh, inmate mixed martial arts program. Look, yeah, no question. So here's the thing I like about UFC is that while it's while it's certainly becoming more and more mainstream, it's still not there. It's still not like the NBA, the NFL, stuff like that. I'm going to say that within the next – all right, so it's probably not going to happen in the first ten – Within episodes 11 to 15, we're going to have somebody come on and 
guest commentator fight with us. I think we can get somebody. Like like a pro guy? A, a fighter, yeah. Interesting. We're going to be able to reach out to somebody. Now, it's probably going to be somebody who fought two times and happens to appear in one of those particular fights. But, but I think we can get somebody. and that'll. Uh, if we can get it done, that would be very impressive. We can, we can do that. Because, look, if, if somebody called Talia Tooley or Taylor Howard or whatever his name is and said, hey, <laughs> you got 10 minutes. He's like, only 10 minutes? That's a good point. That's a good point. You think – I want to know what Van Cleef. Like, what's he up to? Is he still alive? I mean, he'd be 70. 74 years old, live and kicking, baby. Van Cleef? We can, you can get Van Cleef. I don't know if they could get the uh, the phone up to, in the prison for Joe Son, but a lot of Probably these guys, not. A lot of these guys only fight, like, once or twice, it seems. Does this, does this continue on as we modernize the sport that these guys are – we see so many, like, one-and-dones? Uh, there's definitely a lot in this era of the UFC. There's a lot of guys who you see just just mere glimpses of. Um, but then you do start to see a lot of the names start to repeat themselves. Gotcha. And as they get away from the tournament style, the guys that perform the best are guys that came back, you know, later on sure. um, to, to fight. I mean, they're, they're still – I'm thinking of all the ridiculous fights um, just as far as, like, ultimate knockouts that I, that I remember. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Uh, a lot that uh, that'll be out here relatively soon. So, because I'm not going to lie to you, I wanted Harold Howard to be on this show with us, but it seems unlikely given his the circumstances. Yeah, I feel like I mean, I mean, it, it, his Wikipedia doesn't say um, if he's been released from jail, but he was sentenced to just under five years, and that was in 2009. Okay, so one would have to one would have to you know based off the process of elimination and simple math, that he has to be out at this point. New goal, Mr. Cronin. Like I said, I, one guest within uh, 11 to 15, and I'm just going to say this. 20 to 25, both participants from a particular match. Wow. I mean, that would be that would be unbelievable. Just to see what the mindset was stepping into to, to the unknown. We're going to get that done. We're absolutely going to get that done. And uh, that's certainly something to look forward to. This has been uh, probably the most straightforward UFC that we've seen so far in terms of uh, in terms of the fighters. Not many. I, I, the sideshow aspect seems to be going away at this point. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really discipline versus discipline and legit fighters. You know, a lot of guys that have – that either went on to fight elsewhere or uh, – that fought elsewhere prior, uh, outside of, you know, your Van Cleef's of the world. All right. Well, congratulations to Hoist Gracie, UFC 4 champion, return of, I don't remember what they called it, return of something, <laughs> return of the Warriors, yeah, re- revenge of the Warriors, UFC 4. There you go. And uh, for the UFC commentaries, I've been Chris Horwell. He's been Greg Crone. We'll see you back here next Friday. Thanks for listening.